Hello and welcome to AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. I'm your host, John S. Today I'll be speaking with Vic L. from New York, New York. We'll be talking about the present and future state of secular AA, and I think you'll find this a very interesting discussion. Hello, Vic. Uh, thank you very much for agreeing to write the article uh, for AA Beyond Belief and also for joining me uh, in this podcast. Um, I found your article really interesting, and um, I've learned a lot about you, and I'm very interested in learning more and hearing about your views. Um, there's so much I want to talk to you about, Vic. I don't really know where to start, but but maybe we might just want to go through a little bit about what you wrote. Would, would you like to start maybe from the beginning about your experience with AA and how you found agnostic AA? I found that kind of interesting. It, it surprised me, actually. Yeah. Uh, well, again, I, I thank you for this opportunity, and, and I just want to uh, reiterate that I, that I speak only for myself and not for uh, AA, or no one does, sure. uh, but I, and, and not as a member of the WAF board of directors. Um, I, uh, I, 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 you know, I came into AA in 1979 uh, when I was 35 years old, and um, I was immediately uh, turned off by the. Uh, by what I thought the religiosity and, and the God business, but I, I was really desperate. And mm-hmm. um, through a whole bunch of circumstances, I said, look, I, I just have to get sober. I don't care what people tell me to do that I don't believe in necessarily or whatever I feel uncomfortable doing, uh, I'll do it. I mean, I was I was a lapsed Catholic or mm-hmm. someone a collapsed Catholic. And um, I uh, so I had a, I had a resentment. Resentment, but but people said, you know, you you got to get in touch with God. So I said, okay. I did everything. I was very teachable. I you know went to ninety meetings in ninety days. Got a sponsor. Did the steps. Uh, read the daily meditations. Uh, prayed on my knees. Wow. Um, went to step meetings, and uh, my life changed. I mean, it was really yeah. really uh, a big line of demarcation in my life. Uh, but you know, underneath was this always sort of gnawing aspect that I really uh, felt uncomfortable about the religiosity uh, of, right. of AA specifically. So, uh, you know, the first time I ventured out, as I said in the article, um, I heard about this, you know, non-religious AA meeting at Yonhu's Church on the Upper East mm-hmm. Side in Manhattan. And I went there and I was so disappointed. It, all they did was, was uh, uh, lambast uh, religion in other AA meetings. And I, I, I was mm-hmm. really crushed. And because I just wanted to see what AA without religion was like. And okay. so I went back to my conventional AA and uh, for another 10 years. Uh, but again, the, 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 so, and during this time, uh, the uh, religiosity in the AA rooms uh, really started to increase noticeably. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe even more comfortable, uncomfortable. And, and so I ventured out again, surreptitiously. And at that time, I found uh, in, in New York, uh, uh, the beginnings of there were several meetings. They've been around for a long time. Agnostic mm-hmm. meetings. Now we have, I think, sixteen different meetings uh, groups, sixteen groups mm-hmm. um, in in one of each uh, of the boroughs. So I was very lucky. As a rule, there isn't much religion bashing, and mm-hmm. I get uncomfortable when people describe their personal religious beliefs, whether even if I agree with their personal religious beliefs. Right. I don't want to hear it, uh, but. I'm really, really uh, adamant on the fact that uh, people can say anything they want about any any meeting from the floor. That is absolutely uh, paramount. So 
um, you know, I, I, I listen to other people. I run my mouth at meetings, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so as it turns out, um, I go almost exclusively now to what we in New York call agnostic. Right. And I was kind of I was I was surprised that you you did the um, regular AA uh, for 15 years. The praying you you went through all of that for 15 years. Then you went to that meeting and you went back you went back to the traditional meetings for another 10 years. Yes. So that's 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 that kind of parallels me too. I was 25 years um, in regular traditional AA, doing the steps, reading the books, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't really have any belief whatsoever, one way or the other. I don't. I don't think I really believed in God deeply, but I went through the motions. But you mm-hmm. definitely, at that point, you you were an atheist. You knew you were an atheist when you were doing that the, the entire well, time. Hold, hold on, hold on. I, okay. No, I, I, um, as you can see in my article, I never describe what I am, what my beliefs oh. and non-beliefs are. Okay. Uh, I uh, <clears throat> just like to consider my. I, I just did not like the religiosity of. of Gotcha. Hey, I don't. I don't think God, if there is a God, had anything to do with my picking up a drink, or anything to do with my putting down a drink, and gotcha. uh, it just seemed so alien. Uh, but I also did say in, in the piece that, as crazy as it would seem to people, if the only choice I had between uh, staying clean and sober uh, was to go back to that uh, religious uh, conventional uh-huh. AA, I would do it. Um, sure. I mean, I, I, I value my sobriety. Um, more than anything, as uh, yeah. silly as that sounds, but I, I don't want to go back to the previous existence of mine. No, me either. Um, it's funny how I just put assumptions on people. I just kind of assumed <laughs> um, about about what you were. But um, okay. So, um, w- what is your vision for all of this now? Um, you, we call it agnostic AA. We're, we're we're talking now more secular AA. Why don't you kind of just kind of go run through it, Vic? What what you think about this whole, if you want to call it a movement, or what what you want for the future of Alcoholics Anonymous or the future of Agnostic AA? Yeah, we in New York still call it Agnostic AA, but it was brought to my attention uh, that it that's not an inclusive term that excludes okay. a whole bunch of different people, humanists, whatever, and and that secular AA was by far the most inclusive term, and so I'm I'm trying to get myself to say that i i gag on the on the, on the term loft i just think it's yeah really clumsy uh it excludes a whole bunch of people but uh yeah. so i i am going to use the secular aa for the rest of this conversation if i can remember okay um so as i said in the piece um I, when i heard about the convention in santa monica i was thrilled and uh because i just finished producing this documentary on church and state issues and uh, it really uh, dealt with uh, the first part of the First Amendment, with, with saying that the, the government, the United States government, first part of the First Amendment, the first clause says Congress shall make no law uh, respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting free exercise thereof. So that means Congress has no posi- will take no position on religion, but you are free to exercise your religion in any way you want. And so I thought, well. So here comes this uh, new uh, secular AA convention. That's terrific. That's what it'll be. And mm-hmm. I was thrilled. And then, but not for long, the <laughs> first announcement, one of the first announcements I got was that, that Reverend Ward Ewing was going to be a keynote speaker. I, right. I was gobsmacked. I mean, I really, truly, right. I, 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 I just couldn't understand it. And by the way, you know, I've talked uh, a lot with the, 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 uh, the Reverend at, at the convention. He's a wonderful right. guy. He has nothing yeah. to do with him as a person. Uh, it's, it's just, and I thought, well, well, what is this going to be? Uh, you know, uh, and then, 
that they watered down that the sort of I mean I sent out a, a, an angry email to as many people as I could find and the sort of general consensus coming back was we like the selection of, of the reverend and so mm-hmm. he, he was kept and uh, I guess as a sort of sop to me or something that they watered down that by adding two other keynote speakers and I had could have more than one but right uh, and so and two out of the three were believers so I, you know, I, I, I let it rest I, you know, I didn't say anything and then I I, I uh, led a panel on spirituality. Is spirituality compatible with agnostic AA? And Reverend mm-hmm. Ewing uh, agreed to appear in, in the panel, and uh, which is very gracious of him. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what the rest of my uh, my article is about and my feelings. It's, it's about the whole idea of what exactly is WASP as it goes forward. Because mm-hmm. if you define it, then its actions will follow. So mm-hmm. um, is it going to be uh, an organization that uh, that is secular, in other words, has, takes no position on religion, or is mm-hmm. it going to have some sort of, you know, religion light in it? Um, mm-hmm. I think that, um, you, know, the, you know, the famous uh, Pew uh, polls that have come out mm-hmm. recently saying, oh, the, the number of nuns, N-O-N-E, right. nuns, has really grown. And Bill Moore, you know, jumps on that and say, oh, you know, uh, atheism is growing and all that stuff. I, I, I disagree. I, and I, I think I see this in Waft is that in terms of organized religion, the Abrahamic religions, uh, mm-hmm. that number is shrinking. All right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, uh, the number of people that have, that maintain some other sort of personal spiritual beliefs, mm-hmm. I think that's what, that's what's grown. I think that's what the nuns are, uh, primarily as opposed to, let's say, atheists, which I think are you know, 5 or 10% of, of the population mm-hmm. at, at best. I think there's a big chunk of nuns, um, and, and that's what people are mistaken for uh, agnostic. Right. Atheists. Yeah, I agree with that. So so and, here we are. So I, then that would, I would include in the membership of WAFT. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's just a maybe disproportionate number of atheists. Right. Uh, but, but I would say a lot of people in, uh, in WAFT uh, have some sort of spiritual belief, right? And I think that's great. You know, whatever you believe or don't mm-hmm. believe, that's terrific. The point is, how does that fit into secular AA? And that's where I think the rub is. Yeah, um, I think I, I'm kind of um, conflicted on this a little bit. Although I'm, I'm kind of forming an opinion. Um, what is it? Well, here's 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 where I stand. I I think for for me, first of all, spirituality is nothing. It's nothing but language. Um, I'm I'm a I'm an atheist. I don't believe in anything supernatural whatsoever. Um, everything, as far as I'm concerned, has a natural scientific explanation. And when people are talking about spiritual things that they're experiencing, they're experiencing emotional or psychological things, as far as I'm concerned. And I interpret that interpret it that way. Um, unfortunately, the people that we unfortunately AA is spiritual. Um, it, it, it's, it's religious. It's, it's it's religious is what it is. Um, people call it spiritual. Um, I didn't grow up in a religion. AA became my religion. Um, so these people that um, are agnostic or atheists that come to our meetings, um, they have experience in Alcoholics Anonymous. And they have um, adapted the spiritual language. And uh, they think that spiritual language is the, is, is the program, I think. Um, uh, not all of us, but a lot, but many of us. And 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 I have no problem with it. Like you, they people can say whatever they want to in a meeting. They can relate their recovery in whatever language they choose to. Where I have a problem with it, though, 
is when they insist that I must also be spiritual. Um, I heard just the other day in, in our meeting here in Kansas City, a new guy came to our meeting. He wanted to see what this was like, and we were talking about spirituality. And he said, spirituality is important. It's the most important thing. Without it, you're going to get drunk. And many of us in the room just went, no, 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 that's not, that's not how we feel. But that's how a lot of people in AA feel. And I don't know if that's so true in our movement itself, but a lot of people feel that way. And so anyway, there's kind of a delicate balance that we walk where, um, uh, you know, we read, and you talked about this a little bit too, the agnostic AA preamble. We have a right to, to reject spirituality if we want to. There's a real problem. The people that are very, very spiritual seem to think that we all have to be. And that's, that's the issue. As I see it, that's the problem. <clears throat> well, I, I don't see it that way. Um, uh, I mean, I, I've been around once or twice uh, where people say, you know, you, you either find God or you're going to get drunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, which I consider the same thing as what you just said. I, well, yeah. just going back to what you said, that, that AA mm-hmm. itself is spiritual. I mean, AA is religious. Um, mm-hmm. It's got the word spirituality all over it. Uh, I think it's just sort of a, a fig leaf for, for religion. But but that's what AA has always been, and courts have ruled that it's religion. Uh, it is. It's being contested in that, but there's some famous ones. Um, it's, some guy got a huge uh, award uh, for being sent to AA in San Francisco, uh, and that's playing itself out. And that's interesting on itself. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, you could, we had in one of our, our meetings in New York, we had a seminary student. I, I could never figure out why he was in an agnostic meeting, but he was there. Uh-huh. Um, and a very sweet, quiet guy. Um, yeah. So, um, as far as I'm, you know, as far as I'm concerned, all are welcome. My, my okay. concern is AA, I mean, walked as a, a secular AA, as a superstructure. Uh-huh. I mean, because there is conventional AA, uh, and, uh, and and also, all meetings are autonomous. So if you want to have mm-hmm. a group saying whatever you want to say, fine. But my concern is specifically with the superstructure, what is called WAF now. I hope they'll change their name. Mm-hmm. What is that going to be? Because I went to WAF expecting something similar to the U.S. government. That is, it's secular. It uh, it, it takes no position on religion, uh, yet you can uh, exercise your beliefs any way you wish. Okay. And so, I think that's what the rub is. I mean, there are people <clears> who, who uh, at conventions want uh, more, quote, balance, which means they want more spiritual. They want to have, in fact, I think there is uh, a, uh, uh, a workshop on Buddhism in AA. And, right. you know, and, and my feeling is, uh, you know, Buddhism is one of those sort of hip religions. You really can't knock mm-hmm. Buddhism. You can't knock Native American religion. That's like two it's a holy, a sacred cow, excuse the expression, but so, but let's say Buddhism and AA. Well, you know, um, if someone wants to share from the floor uh, about Buddhism, then uh, that's fine. Uh, but they say, well, we want to learn about it. And I'm saying, well, haven't we, are we going to secular AA, um, not to, you know, this conventional AA, which, which, embraces uh, spirituality and religion. Right. I thought secular AA uh, just ignored it. And um, so why would, you know, are we going to have uh, uh, workshops and uh, universal uh, Unitarianism and AA? Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said in the piece, you know, if you want to learn about those things, you can go to conventional AA or you can go to a Buddhist temple 
or Universalist Church. I, I okay. thought that that secular AA, as as an organization, was not going to address itself to those issues. Gotcha. So you would prefer at the convention in Austin, for example, that there not be any like workshops that have anything to do with you know any spirituality, um, any spiritual type of um, approach. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that, that's just my opinion. But I mean, okay. well, you know, I made the analogy that that uh, I thought secular A was was like the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. Uh, but where that analogy, secular, where, where the analogy falls apart is. And, you know, the way uh, the U.S. government has been interpreted, I disagree with. But now, you know, there's always been a chaplain at uh, Congress, you know, uh, sessions, opening of, of sessions in different uh, civil organizations. Uh, and you can have, uh, let's say, a manger scene on public property if you also have, uh, usually it's a menorah or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I disagree with that. I, I think if public property should not have anything religious on it. As a result, by the way, of, of allowing uh, mangers and menorahs, uh, they've had to allow festivist poles, which are basically poles made out of beer cans. <laughs> right. And they've won. And, and, and in fact, yeah. one or two manger scenes have been taken down because the people with the manger scenes realize that they're being uh, punked, uh, they're being made, right. made fun of. Um, and I, so I, I don't think secular AA should go down the road of saying, well, let's, we'll just embrace all food beliefs. And yeah. um, I'm saying, oh, no, do we, you know, uh, that's what conventional AA is for. So what do you do, Vic, with these people? And there's a lot of them, and I was one, maybe, anyway, um, who are atheists but consider themselves spiritual. In other words, they still work the steps, and they think the steps are spiritual. And that, so, therefore, they want to have this type, this sort of language incorporated in uh you know, their recovery, and they want to have a workshop where they talk about that. Okay, that's, that's a lot there. Um, you know, first of all, if, if someone calls themselves an atheist and they're spiritual, fine. <laughs> I, you know, whatever you want, that's, that's fine with you. So if we go into the step area, which I have not talked about, uh, uh-huh. uh, you know, we, we have, the, you know, the, the elf in the room is is uh, a, a agnostic and Roger and, and the Canadian uh, right. uh, listing of the Toronto group. Um, well, let me just tell you what happened in New York. Uh, because mm-hmm. I was somewhat involved, um, what they wanted to delist. Uh, I, I'm a member of the intergroup, and the intergroup meets four times a year, several hundred people. And one of the things they do is they agree to accept and list meetings. And then usually about three mm-hmm. or four that, that come up, you have to go through this whole procedure over the course of six months to qualify. And uh, my friend, who has one of the great uh, meeting names uh, of all time, it meets at 11 o'clock at night in the Catholic Church, and it's called This Ungodly Hour. Yeah. Wonderful. And uh, so when that came up, uh, there was a member of the intergroup board who was a member of the Atlantic group, which is the sister group of the Pacific Mm -hmm. group, uh, who really jumped up and down. And their only weapon against that was the 12 altered 12 step. Okay. And uh, I was able to say, because we had done, we in New York have gotten rid of any type of altered 12 steps off the website. There's right. no official uh, scripts involved. It means you can talk about it before. You can talk about it from the floor as an individual. Right. And you can talk about it after the meeting's over. But as far as the official uh, meeting, uh, had nothing to do with the 12 steps. And they had to relent because – and, and that happened twice. I started mm-hmm. another meeting called Without a Prayer, and I was up against the same thing and had to uh, explain to people what we were. And, and uh, there was no problem. 
So I've actually had a couple of email exchanges with Roger about this before at Santa Monica. And I said, Roger, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a Canadian. But uh, I think part of the problem may be that that, uh, GSO owns the copyrights to the 12 steps. And, you know, they can... You can argue a copyright law, um, mm-hmm. but but if that is the case, um, you know uh, they're going to prevail, and, uh, and and we in New York decided to you know lose the battle and win the war. We have lots of visitors. Almost every meeting we go to, uh, right. they come out of town and they found us through Intergroup. So right. he he said in his email, email, and I'm paraphrasing, roughly uh, some principles are more important. So he's mm-hmm. In that, that battle now, I, I, I have, I'm uncomfortable that Roger, of all people, is fighting this fight because Roger's publishing books and selling a book that is the altered step. So it's a mm-hmm. bit of a conflict of interest on his part. Uh, and then mm-hmm. the other issue that, that, that uh, cause I very much want to keep secular AA within AA. And it is. And yes, I agree with that too. And Roger is uh, poking AA in the eye. You know, we, we, mm-hmm. uh, my position of of, uh, that, uh, of no spirituality in secular AA on the official level, uh, they're saying, oh, you know, uh, you're anti-AA. I'm saying, no, quite the contrary. Uh, but, you know, uh, insisting on uh, using uh, alternative steps is really, you know, causing friction uh, between uh, secular AA and Right. Yeah. I remember Deidre talking about that in Santa Monica and she said just what you said, that they wanted to, um, you know, win the war and, and, and that they, it wasn't worth fighting about. And I, we, we, I kind of did that here in our group. We, um, when we first started up, we just naturally thought, yeah, we're going to come out, we're going to write our own steps and we're going to print them up and all this. But, um, when I started thinking about it, I was talking to the guy I started the group with and I said, well, who are we to say, what the steps should mean to someone else. Why don't we just leave the regular steps up on the wall and let people decide what they mean for them? If anything, people can, can reject them altogether if they want to. So what we do, um, we've had individual members of our group write steps out in their own language and we just keep them in a little notebook binder. So if anyone wants to look at them, they can. If people want to talk about them, they can. But we just use the, we just, we, we, we just have the regular steps on the wall. Um, and it's not been an issue. I kind of agree, though, that groups can do the, the steps if they want to. Um, I don't know if my group could ever agree on on a set of steps. It's pretty amazing that the, <laughs> they could in Toronto. Well, it, um, it's interesting. I mean, there is the, the, the whole belief that that uh, all, all AA groups are autonomous. Yeah. So if you say they're autonomous, why can't we uh, have uh, altered uh, twelve steps? I, I, I certainly, I certainly understand that argument. I've always said I thought perhaps it's, it's a copyright issue. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, that's the only reason I can believe. I mean, but you know, then again, the Ottawa Human Rights Commission is its own law, and and I'm really ignorant about about that. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, again, and then Roger, you know, has has self interest involved, and and uh, if it were someone else. Um, I'd be more comfortable. Okay. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and what's going to happen. I, I kind of think that, I don't, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal down the road, but, um, I guess it's a bit of an issue now. I think, I think eventually that, um, it, it's going to be okay for groups to do whatever they want to do with, mm-hmm. present the program however they want to to anybody. But, you, um, let me ask you a question. But, do you think there'll uh-huh. be a schism between secular AA and conventional AA? I hope not. 
I don't think there's, there needs to be. I, I think we should try to avoid that. I think that the differences between us and the believers are, are pretty um, minimal when you really get down to it. I mean, um, any of us would do anything possible to help the guy who calls for help, and we don't care what they believe. It's only when they get into the room and we start doing the steps and, and people come up with their own philosophies where there's any differences. I think that AA has a huge infrastructure that's worth saving, and I think I think a schism would be would be detrimental to that. I think there's a real need for people when they're in a crisis in their life to have a have a number they can call 24 hours a day, no matter where they are. So I think I, I, I don't want a schism. Um, we're accepted pretty much here in Missouri. I mean, I haven't had too much problem. Um, I haven't been pushing for altered steps or anything. Um, I've been getting a lot of support from my area assembly, from the district that I work work in. Um, but I work with the other groups on projects that that are um, you know that we're mutually interested in. So I don't know if that really answers your question. I don't know if there will be. I think that I think AA is going to change, and I think that we in secular AA have an important role to play with um, helping guide it through that change, and maybe bringing people along to um, hopefully um, get AA on a more secular path. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I think there's several things. Number one, I think conventional AA is a very big uh, machine uh, entity. And um, it has a lot of power, and and particularly just finding ourselves on on different uh, I know intergroups are are locally concerned, but but right now we are officially part of, or we're not we're not apart from from conventional AA, and I hope it stays that way. Yeah. But I also must say that I think, and I don't know what the numbers are because AA doesn't really keep numbers, that uh, it's fading. I mean, conventional yeah. AA uh, for a whole lot of reasons. And one of them is is the religiosity, I believe. And I think in many ways, uh, conventional AA needs secular AA. I think uh, so too. One of the things that, that uh, I was talking to some people about was, was drunk court. You know, this case in San Francisco where a guy mm-hmm. won several million dollars because he was mandated to go to AA. And he said, you can't do that. That's a religion. And courts agree with him. I think... If we could, we, secular AA, uh, alert drunk, drunk courts around the country that secular AA exists and that mm-hmm. if people have uh, reluctance to go to regular AA, conventional AA. Uh, and so I think in a way, conventional AA is really going to need us. They're going to start pointing to us. Uh, and I think their numbers are, 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 I certainly think they're aging out, they're getting grayer, and, and they're getting mm-hmm. smaller, I believe. I think so, too. And, and I'm, I'm kind of experiencing that even at the local level. Um, a lot of our groups are shrinking here, and, and that's what I hear a lot when I go to the area assembly or when I go to um, our district committee meetings, that, you know, groups are struggling. They're not, they're not, have, they're, cut, they're cutting down, out meetings and, and, and that, whereas our group is growing, and um, we're adding meetings, and we're, um, people are specifically seeking us out because they do want a secular experience, and that's, that's the area that's growing, and I think that other groups are looking at us, and they're and they they kind of they like having us there because it's almost an experiment. And I think that I, th- I think that maybe they might um, eventually start. May, who knows? Maybe they they might adapt a little bit of that secularism themselves. See, around here in uh, Missouri, in the Midwest, actually, um, the Lord the Lord's Prayer is said at every meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it's it, they hold hands and say the Lord's Prayer at the end of the meeting. Um, yeah. Oh, I've been so, to Springfield. I've been yeah. to the Ozark part of, of Missouri, I'm, I'm, I'm well, and I saw a church on every corner, so I'm well aware of that. Uh, I yeah. mean, 
I didn't go to a meeting, but but I know it's 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 part of the Bible Belt. Um, but yeah, and uh, and the people in the AA meetings, they they aren't necessarily the most religious people in the world, but they certainly are about AA. Um, but um, I don't know. I I think that they're I think that they could possibly be willing to change some things if they if they thought that this would help more people, if this would get more people into the into the rooms. Um, I, I believe I, you, but they're, they're, these are hardcore. It's not just the, the back to basics uh, Pacific group of people, and they are convinced that uh, unless you find God, I mean, the only way to sobriety is through God. So there's right. no uh, no talking to them. But there's a whole other group of people who, uh, who may be religious or spiritual, but but are open to the fact that some people aren't, and that fine, go, go to the uh, the secular meetings. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is a, a real a golden opportunity for us. I mean, it's always that quandary uh, because, you know, I've, when I speak to other meetings in New York, I go out as a, as a speaker. We, we have, you know, we, we switch speakers to just get fresh, mm-hmm. fresh meat, as I call it, uh, at meetings. And I always you know, go out and my name's Vic and, you know, I'm agnostic. And, and I also say, I'll talk to you. If you want to talk about agnostic AA, I'll talk to you after the meeting. I don't want my qualification to be about that. Um, and there are always people that never heard of us. And and why and I bring uh, some meeting lists with me. Mm-hmm. They're thrilled, uh, and they do it very surreptitiously after the meeting. So there's a lot, there are a lot of people even in New York that are completely unaware of us. So it's that delicate line between proselytizing or just alerting the, the world that you exist. Right. And uh, so I'm, I'm very aware of that, and 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 I try and just say, yeah, here it is, and come check it out <laughs> if you're interested. Yeah. And so so do you, so you think that that maybe if we by adding all the spirituality into the mix, that that kind of confuses things. Are we really secular if we're spiritual? Well, that's my feeling. I, I would like to hear uh, people, spiritual people, uh, people who have spiritual beliefs in uh, secular AA, uh, mm-hmm. give me reasons why uh, why why we should. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I'm open to, to everything. I mean, you know, as I said, mm-hmm. you know, so are we going to have what sort of secular-ish AA, or is it going to be secular AA? Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, I and I really have to repeat this all the time that people can say anything they want at any meeting right. on anything. You know, right. it's just that that the overarching uh, group in this case, WAF, is it going to embrace things spiritual? And and my mm-hmm. argument against that is, well, that's you can do that in conventional AA. I thought I thought secular AA was kind of a refuge from you know, non-evidence-based uh, belief system. You know, I just thought of something. Um, when we're talking about WAFT or secular AA, there's there's a couple of different things that we could talk about. You've got the convention. You've got um, the international um, convention that was going to be in Austin this year. But then you also have that a lot of people don't aren't even aware of because it hasn't really done a whole lot. But this, this the possibility anyway of having sort of a service organization, WAF Central, or having some type of, uh, you know, overlying, um, you know, an official representation of, of agnostic AA. Um, so, I mean, the way I would see it, Vic, is I think that I think that we need to have an organization in, in secular AA that is the official representation of secular people in Alcoholics Anonymous. And it could be called secular AA. It could be called agnostics, atheist AA, whatever you want to call it. But it's an organization like the Gays and Lesbians and Alcoholics Anonymous have. It's just it's just our official representation of our segment of Alcoholics Anonymous, and the purpose of that would be to 
um, engage with the rest of the fellowship to educate them about the needs of our of our demographic within the fellowship and really, you know, try to work within AA for for our, our interests. That's one part of it. But then the other part of it, I think, is a totally separate thing, is the convention. And the convention is, for me, a big party. We all come together from our own, our various views, and we get to know each other, we, we share ideas, and hopefully we generate interest in going back home and starting more meetings. So I think that we've got those two things. And I think that if we're going to, if, if, um, we're going to shape the ideal of secular AA, that shouldn't be necessarily shaped from the convention, but it should be shaped from the message that comes from this other organization um, that would be similar to what the gays and lesbians have. Well, um, first of all, you mentioned gays and lesbians. Uh, I don't think they would invite uh, Cardinal Dolan as their uh, keynote speaker. No, they wouldn't. No. So, uh, but but I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I see. You know, I as you know, I wanted a merger between the convention and and the other, and, and right now it's called WAF Central. I don't right. know why they're separate, uh, but so right now they're going to stay separate, and that's fine with me. You know, I, I yeah. dropped my idea. Uh, but I, you know, right now, you know, if you Google WAFs, you get you get all sorts of crazy. Uh, uh, you you you, uh, you have to to get the convention, you have to do a WAF IAAC dot org. I mean, I don't know how yeah. many people know that. I mean, it's crazy. So that's why I believe secular AA is much easier and go up the top of the, the search engine. Uh, oh yeah, I agree with that totally. Um, and and yes, so I I I, I, I salute uh, the efforts of uh, what is now called WAF Central. Um, I don't know. You'll have to explain to me again why WAF Central shouldn't also have the convention as just a, a sub uh, set of uh, because I, I like the idea of. of of one central organization that's concerned with uh, all things secular AA, which would include the convention, which include meeting lists. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> so I, I don't know what the problem is with that. But. I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not really married to the idea one way or the other. I, I could probably be convinced. I think that I was looking at having those as two separate entities because there's just a lot of work with that, with the, with both things. And but, but, I think that. Go ahead. Oh, I, I, you just form a subcommittee. I mean, I mean, there's a, a committee yeah. of people uh, putting the convention together uh, right now. That's like, was it six, seven people? So I'll have a convention subcommittee. I mean, I mean you know, so I, you I don't kind of envision the convention possibly as being a place where we can get together and make actual decisions for the good of secular AA and the good of Alcoholics Anonymous altogether. Maybe we could even vote for every two years, the people who will be on the board of the organization. Is that what you're, you're kind of thinking like that? Oh, well, well I, I certainly agree that, that, that the convention can elect a new board. I think that's terrific. But, you know, if you're going to have like referenda uh, with a couple hundred people, that can get pretty unwieldy. Um, mm. So I yeah, think right. maybe if you have a bunch of issues that you want to say, okay, uh, at the convention coming up in Austin, we're going to take a vote on these five issues, and here are the pros and cons. That's great, you know. But otherwise, it can get a little bit uh, out of control in, in a convention which is limited by two or three days. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. but you know, I, I think also people should nominate themselves or nominate them friends to to be on the board, and that so by the time we get to let's say Austin. There's an official slate here of 20 people that are interested in being on the board, and we're going to take a vote. That's 
Mm-hmm. And I, I think the, the term is uh, term limited to two years. I'm not, I'm not too sure. Um, so but, yeah. you're going to do a panel, Vic, on the on what is WAFT, right? Yes. Okay. So are you, will you be talking about this whole idea? Because I don't think there's a lot of people that even know about WAFT Central, or they even know about this idea of having some sort of an organization that represents us within Alcoholics Anonymous. Are you going to kind of broach that subject? I, I, I'm open to everything. I mean, that's that. Yes. I mean, well, they also have the the, the, the second uh, one. I'm supposed to, to to moderate as of now is what is the future of WAFT. So I mean, they're okay. very much related. But but uh, the opening one is on Saturday morning. Is what is WAFTless? have people talk about what they understand WAF to be. And then on Sunday sometime, I don't know, uh, what's the future? You know, what do you want? I would hope there would be a vote to change the name. Um, I have this peculiar position on the preamble. And, you know, I I want to talk about that too. Offer that out. Um, You know, Wanted, oh, I also, I, you know, I, I mentioned an idea of, I thought, you know, every two years having a convention is a bit much. It's a lot of time, money, and effort. Maybe yeah. you should have it every five years. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, the people I mentioned, mentioned discussed it, it was dismissed as hand. I'd like to sort of bring that up again, but, yeah, I'm not married to anything. I think yeah. it's something that, that, that we get everyone's uh, talking about. It. I think that's, that's the best. And, yeah. Um, I, I do hope there's a vote on the name. That's the only thing I'm I'm just. I, I'm actually embarrassed. What I have to tell. People. No, I agree. I don't like the name either. I think that we will change it. It's got to change. It's not even spelled right. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's got to change. Exactly. So, um, uh, but you want to talk about the preamble? Yes, I do. I I um because I I agree with you on that. We we read it at our at our meeting. We start our meeting reading that, and I think that we did that because we wanted people to know that this is a different kind of a meeting here. Okay, we're we're not going to be doing God. But the problem is you almost invite it in by, by making a big deal out of it in the very beginning. And the AA preamble itself is pretty clear that, you know, we're not allied with any sect, organization, politics, religion. So why is there even a need for it? So I'm kind well, of agreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, well, that's, that's exactly my point. And, and as I said in the article, this little this, this uh, incident, I ran into my friend Sharon on the subway, who I'd known before AA, we're both in AA for many years. And I've seen her. She said, "No, oh, where are you going?" I said, "A meeting." She said, "Which one?" And I, I get embarrassed. I said, "Well, like Gnostic one." She said, "Oh, that's where they always talk about religion." And right. um, you know, I was kind of knocked back on my heels. But and so this, you know, mentioning bringing up religion is is sort of starting the whole thing. So I think that would be an interesting uh, discussion in the future of WAF. Um, yeah. And and I, I uh, we do read uh, the same preamble at the agnostic meetings. Uh, in not not the regular preamble, but the WAF preamble, for lack of a better yeah. word. And I actually altered mine. And there's a big schism. Uh, excuse me. There's a woman who would not come to my meeting now because I off <laughs> altered the WAF preamble. And I'm saying, uh-huh. you know, each group is autonomous. And anyway, so uh, yeah. Uh, people, you know the history I, from that. Was that written in New York by someone in New York? I don't know. I can I can find out. Uh, you know, uh, there was a. a a leader a guy named John Y and a woman, I think her name was Ida. I didn't know either of them. And that might have come out of there. But I thought agnosticism came out of L.A. or Chicago um, on, a, on a bigger scale. I know Chicago yeah. has many meetings. Yeah, many for some years. reason I always identified that preamble with New York, probably because I just found it on the New York site when I was first um, researching all this stuff yeah. when I was first starting out. Yeah. But, I mean, I can yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Um, so I, 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 I'm surprised, and, and I include myself in this, is 
how upset we can be about these issues, how, how important it is, and how emotional we get. Uh, and, my, and I include myself. Yeah. I, I have to keep on trying to say to myself, back off. You know, right. it's not the end of the world. And and, um, and there are other people that have uh, equally uh, valid uh, arguments. So I, uh, it's not just it's a kumbaya moment. And, I, you know, I, and, and I feel very strongly about the spiritual thing. And, and I w- want to know what people have to say. If, if they say, Vic, I disagree with you, I'll say, fine. What is your reasoning? And I, I haven't mm-hmm. gotten any, you know. So that, that's what, and I get sort of upset over that, that I get dismissed out of hand without any sort of counter People evolve too. I, I, I've certainly evolved. And I, I was listening to your, um, oh, the tape from Santa Monica of your um, panel about spirituality with, with Ward Ewing. And Roger was there too. And on that panel back then, Roger was actually favored getting rid of spirituality. I think he said he, he, he wanted to get rid of the word altogether and not use it at all. I don't think he, I don't know if he feels that way now or not, but you see yes, how people was, evolve. Yeah, absolutely. Myself too. Yeah. He either said it was uh, meaningless or, or yeah, he said get rid of the word. It just, it just means so many things to so many people that it's, it, you know, how can you, you can't pin it down. And, and yeah. uh, um, so, uh, yeah. And I had, uh, uh, Maria have a difficult time. Yeah, Maria Harm. And you know, yeah. I was like her when I when I met her. She was she. I was kind of inspired by her. I thought, yeah, that's what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like Maria Hornbacher back yeah. then. Is how I felt. But now I'm not well, like that at all. Yeah. Well, she's dynamic. I mean, she's very attractive. She uh, yeah. And she's a really terrific speaker and and, and uh, has great tattoos. And uh, in fact, I told her after I heard her speak, I said, oh, you definitely have to make an audio book because it's. Having read your book and seen you talk about your book, they're two different things, and I think you would benefit, you know, sales-wise. I don't know if she took it or not, but um, mm-hmm. and I, by the way, I disagree with what she has to say. I mean, I, I, I can't make anything of it. It just seems so new agey and and um, yeah. you know. Well, so, what about I mean, this, Vic? When you talk, when you say that about the, the this whole language, the way yes. I see it is, when I read her book, I think it's beautiful. I, I love her book. I can read this, the language as poetry, and and I can connect with the person who wrote it. And but I process it differently. I don't I don't believe in any of the spiritual mumbo jumbo, but the way that it's communicated in that kind of language through a book works for me. When someone just talks to me as a regular person using that kind of language, they lose me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like reading poetry, I guess sometimes. Uh, yeah. It could be. Yeah. I I I I understand that. And, but but my bigger question is, where does that belong in what, where and how, mm-hmm. and um. You know, let's talk about it. Yeah, and that's what's going to be tough because I know that we've got there's there's a lot of people who like at my group in Kansas City. I think that a lot of us are are Maria Hornbacher <laughs> types. Um, we we actually read her book for, at our um, at our step meetings. So there's a lot of people that are going to be at that convention who consider themselves non-believers, but are going to be speaking in a spiritual language, interpreting the steps as some sort of a spiritual journey. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. And I think they're going to want to be talking to. They want. They they're going to want workshops that that are dedicated to that. Right. Or they they might not want it, but they would be interested and in they might like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Well, then what do you I do with that? Well, I would just offer the same arguments that, that I've you know mentioned all along. I mean, but but it, it's if you're talking about some stuff which are just sort of non-evidence based beliefs, uh, does that belong in secular AA? I mean. Yeah. I mean. You know that that that's I I I go to secular AA to avoid that. 
and and uh, so, so that would about be the steps altogether. Um, do you do you practice the steps today, or or, or no. did you just just you don't? Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, I did. I did them all. Hey, you know, also before I uh, came into AA, I went to a lot of therapy. And it turns out when I uh, when I joined AA, it just so happened I, I I met this new therapist and went to her for many years. And in, in many ways, the, the steps are very therapeutic in, in the plastic right. sort of So um, I, you know, I've, I've gained a lot. I think it's some of the best things about. Uh, so I mean, I've done my more. I did. I did the steps best of my ability. But I mean, right. so uh, uh, moral inventory. I've done a lot in, in therapy. But stuff. Yeah. Uh, the ninth step. And making amends and things like that. And I think it's very helpful. Yeah. And, um, I, and I, think- I see, I, so I work, I kind of still do the steps. Um, I, I don't think that they're magic. I don't think that I'm going to get drunk if I don't do them. I, I don't think that they're necessary. Mm-hmm. I just do them, I guess, because I've been doing them for so long. But I think that that's where a lot of the spirituality, that's what opens the door to a lot of the spirituality is because, um, people are in Alcoholics Anonymous. They have those 12 steps and they're going to, and they're going to try to, to practice them and they're going to try to go to meetings and talk about them. I talk about them in a very practical therapeutic way, but other people don't. Other people talk about them in a more of a supernatural spiritual way. So I think that's what I think that's the steps themselves that kind of um, open the door for a lot of the spirituality that you're going to hear at the convention. Let me ask you a question. Would you mm-hmm. uh, approve of a, a workshop uh, at the, the next convention entitled uh, the uh, alternative twelve steps of AA. Yeah, I would. Okay. I you would. know, we might run afoul of, of, of GSO. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't think GSO itself would would bother us. I think though that well, you might be no different. You're in New York. It, was it actually GSO themselves who talked talk to you about the, the altered steps? No, it was in the group. It was okay. in the group. Yeah, so I don't think GSO themselves are going to give us a problem, but the inner groups would, and the greater AA would. Uh, my inner group here in Kansas City, that they, they wouldn't want us to alter the steps in any any way whatsoever. However, we're all free to interpret the steps as yeah, individuals. Yeah. So oh, I think yeah. it would be fine to have a workshop on 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 how do you interpret the steps as an atheist? How how do you interpret okay. the steps as a secular person? I have no problem. Um, with that. Yeah, I think that I, that would be very interesting because that's what I that's what I like to do. Um, you know, that's what I do. I, I as soon as I realized I was an atheist, I started looking at the at the steps and figuring out what they meant to me as a as a non-believer. And uh, I'm still working on that. It's still it's still a work in progress. I mean, I'm always evolving. And I might eventually get to the point where you know what? I'll just hang these things up. <laughs> but for well, now, I'm still playing with. Them. Well, you know, uh, it, yeah, I, I agree totally. I mean, it's it's completely individual, and and I certainly am a big believer in however you work it uh, or don't work it up to you, and 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 I'm fine with that. And yeah. um, you know, I just try not to be dogmatic. I mean, I'm I'm pretty dogmatic when it says you know, don't drink a drug and go to meetings. Uh, that's kind of my uh, uh, my main um, tenet. Yeah, I, I want to circle back to something really really quick um, because on the Reverend Ewing speaking at the convention and also Phyllis H speaking at the convention. Okay, these these people they were they were believers, but they were AA and but. And I, so I, when I was there, I thought, well, this is great. This is really interesting. These are people that are part of official AA who support us. And I found that was great. And I enjoyed what, and I enjoyed that. But did you see it more as we were like placating to them and that they just didn't belong simply because they were believers? Well, having believers is one thing. Uh, is it Phyllis? Was that the woman's name? The, yeah. The, you know, and I heard the GSO it. GSO manager. Yeah, on law. Yeah. She's got a great story. 
and she's a lot, she's very funny and all that stuff. Well, it, yeah, I mean, this is the the, the first secular <laughs> convention, right. and and not to and to have you know believers as it just seems like uh, you know I, I mean I'm sure there are people at the convention as participants that are believers to some degree or not you know. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, to have a a, a, a cleric, a man of the cloth. Right. I mean, it's like when you say, it, it's like a, a, an LGBT mm-hmm. group not having Cardinal Dillon, but ha- to, to address what you're saying, having the Pope, because the Pope had said very nice things about right. gays. He said, "Who am I to judge?" In essence, right. But the church he represents is very much against homosexuality, and the right. church. You know, the, certainly the Christian Church, which which uh, the Reverend uh, is a part of, if not a leader of, it, mm-hmm. even though his individual thoughts may be different, is uh, you know is not in favor of atheism. You know, mm-hmm. uh, or, or not, they all are believers. So I just thought it was it was uh, it was not so much placating choice as as this approval seeking choice. Right. You know. That said, one could argue on a one time basis only. Okay. We had the Rev, who was a big deal in, in AA. I mean, besides being right. on the uh, the board before, I think he was the head mm-hmm. honcho for a couple of years. I'm not sure mm-hmm. of, of the whole organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Phyllis, who now is on the board, the fact that those two people from a official AA uh, spoke sort of gives us the AA blessing. Okay, right. I'll grant you that. So, but let's move on mm-hmm. and uh, let's try and have people from our own rank. Okay, uh, I mean, I'm. I actually saw Malcolm X speak uh, when I was a freshman uh, at really? college. Yeah, and, and there was a scene, yeah, at Douglas College. I mean, I went to Rutgers, but Douglas is where he spoke. And uh, there was a scene in the movie Malcolm X, that's almost exactly the same thing. A, a, a young lady, from, a Douglas student, said, yeah, how can I help? She was white. And he said, we don't want your help. Uh, mm-hmm. And it wasn't meant as a rude thing, but it, it meant that if we're going to help ourselves, we have to do it ourselves. We can't rely on the believers to help of uh, secular AA, we should gotcha. stand up for ourselves in a very proud way, not not in a very sort of uh, "I'm better than you" way, but just as we, here we are, and um, okay. let's share our experience, friends, and hope with so each. So, is that why that you might have opposed like having like maybe someone from the grapevine or whatever there, because or as a main speaker, because they're AA, but they are also AA from a religious bent. Oh, yeah. I mean, John H., uh, who's uh, not a member of the board, but he kept on sending out these uh, quotations directly from yeah. the grapevine, which right. is like, uh, I mean, hard to read. Yeah, and it, 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 you know, I don't even read it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, so uh, again, it, it, it's not uh, it, it's the fact that secular AA or WAF gives its OK, you know, imprimatur to when you say this person is going to be the keynote speaker. That means that, that we give this person, excuse the expression, our blessing, you know, this choice. Okay. And that's what I have an issue with. Um, okay. She's probably a very nice person, and she right. probably will have a good defense, although I, I'm anxious to hear that now. But, right. uh, uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> now, I, don't, I, I don't like that Grapevine articles either. I can't read any of them. Um, they are starting to try, I think, to publish more stuff that's more favorable to secular people. But, um I don't know. I thought it would be interesting to hear the hear what how the grapevine works and all of that, and um, also to have an opportunity to ask questions about you know making well, the the grapevine more secular. But you know, yes, but but hang on, and that's what's going to happen. And I look forward to hearing her, uh, you know, respond yeah. to questions and that. However, I think she was up 
to be the keynote speaker, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, right. So, right. I, again, it's that same argument with, with the Reverend Ewing. Um, so, yeah. yes, I, I want to know. And, okay. um, you yeah, know, I, I, I just happen to think I don't know much about about the organization, New York GSO and all that stuff up on. It's, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's called, uh, what's it called? Seminary Row, you know, where they have offices. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, I think, I think they are really very, very tied to, uh, religion in AA. I just read, uh, mm-hmm. Susan Cheever's book. And, um, I, I think, uh, from what she said, one takes I took was that Bill W himself might've been religious, but he didn't want AA because he has said so many things about not discriminating against non-believers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know, but I think this really very, very big pushback uh, at the establishment level in um, in the hierarchy of AA against yeah. secular. Uh, I don't know. And I've heard the other side too. I've heard that our problem isn't with GSO; it's it's more so with the with the local intergroups and the local AA people. But it's also very interesting that. Um, AA doesn't write anything new anymore. I mean, there's the the conference approved literature is 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 not very good, it's, and it's definitely not friendly for um, sec, from a secular perspective. And why have have they not written anything new all this time? They're not even selling the crap that they've got now. It, it makes well, no sense why they're hanging on to it. Well, the good news is we don't have to read any more of that tortured prose. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, that's part of the the, the aspect of AA that's more abundant. I mean, I think they're in trouble. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they have a long glide path, but they're not going to crash and burn tomorrow. But uh, I, I think that, as you said before, in the group in New York City has uh, had some money problems. And yeah. I think they're okay now, but but uh, that has never been the case before. So, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I would like to think that that um, they could I'm sure there must be people in, in uh, GSO and that who are looking around saying our numbers are dwindling they, they must be oh, able to they tell by be. the donations they gotta be. They got, oh yeah they are in our area assembly that's all they talk about is how you know AA isn't doing well financially right now they lost money on the big convention in, in Atlanta somebody ordered a whole bunch of these special big books that didn't sell um, that group contributions are declining. They're not. They're not getting enough money from the area assemblies to support the conference in New York every every year. I mean, yeah, they're not. They're not doing well. Our numbers are are dwindling. And what drives me crazy though is the the way that AA had always made money in the past was through publishing its books. But the books aren't selling anymore. They need to write some. They need to write some books that are in the twenty in language of the twenty first century and maybe more secular. We could help them with that. And I, I think that's the only way it's going to turn things around. We, we've got to do that. But back to your point, if they are married to that whole religion thing, then that would explain it. That would explain why they don't want to do it. But well, look look at the the the, the agnostic pamphlet, many paths of spirituality. Yeah, it was, terrible. And it was almost like chapter three or four. You know, we agnostics again. It was condescending if you really, yeah. you know, and and so there is that mentality. I mean, that was like the gays wouldn't and, have put up with that. That you Sorry. could not do a gay pamphlet. You could not do a gay pamphlet like that. Yeah. That yeah. that was a that was offensive. Um, yeah. You can't do a, you can't do a gay pamphlet about how some gays go straight. You you can't you can't have you can't do shit like that. And that that was yeah. the problem with that pamphlet. It wasn't written. I don't even think it was written by real atheists. I, as an atheist, I, I was offended yeah. by it. Yeah. It, it didn't do any good whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. So that's the headwaters that we are fighting. But and I I, I totally agree with you that I think. Uh, as I said before, that that uh, establishment AA is going to need us more and more. 
as the number yeah. dwindles because more and more people are you know just aren't buying that whole that whole thing. I mean, I've I've been told it's down south. Someone said it in a meeting. People stand up and say, "Hi, I'm so and so. I'm an alcoholic and a sinner." You know, I mean, it's it's God. like a revival meeting. So yeah, it's getting a little bit worse, I guess, in some respects. Yeah. Well, so, maybe we should just talk just just to to conclude things. Um, is there anything you want to talk about about the convention itself? Any anything that you can tell us about that that is upcoming, or anything that the the convention needs, or anything along those lines? Well, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's always nice to have uh, you know uh, fellow travelers. Uh, around and I enjoy people um, uh, and, and that you know have similar uh, outlooks on life than I do, uh, and, and I'm looking forward to some good food and some good music. I'm really looking forward to to Austin and, and everybody. Yeah, I, I'm going there really uh, as I did the last time. I had a terrific time in Santa Monica, and I expect yeah. the same thing in Austin. And um, yeah. you know, uh, so um, I just uh, you know I just uh, Encourage everybody to uh, to go on to the waft i a a c dot org uh, website. Sign up. That great room rate, and yep. um, you know, I'm actually spending an extra night because I want to have some friends from high school yep. down there. I want to see. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. And uh, and thank you, Vic, for uh, doing this conversation with me. I really did enjoy it very much. And your article was 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 really 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 excellent. I enjoyed it, and I like these ideas. I like discussing these ideas and. And sometimes I think it's better to actually talk to somebody about them. Uh, I don't know what it is about email that, that gets people all screwed up, but um, mm -hmm. it was really nice talking to you. Right. Well, same here. I really enjoy the opportunity, and I, and I thank you very much. And I wish all the best for AA Beyond Belief. Thanks a lot, Vic. Well, that's it for another episode of AA Beyond Belief, the podcast. We'll be back real soon. Until then, be well and take care.